my god, so welcome to a new episode of Weird Musician Cast. Honestly, it's been a while since I've done this, and wow, okay. So, there's way too many stories to cover this time. So, before I start, a little pause. This time, I'm actually going to start with a gaming story, honestly. So, the first one is Ibno. It's a relaxing platformer where you can't die. Yeah. So, the protagonist doesn't speak and he carries a giant sword. But doesn't use it. Yeah, it's a platformer that has no enemies. You can never die. So, you can relax <laughs> across an infinite number of levels. While wall running, sliding and interacting with li lips. X3. It's from the creator of Medieval Shopkeeper Simulator, an early access game. Developer David Moralejo Sanchez. He created Hypno alone. Im, Im, Hypno? Oh, Hypno, si. No, Im. Uh, a long time ago. As a project where I play, which I play to distress myself. Okay. And. What says. There's a mellow soundtrack, response to your actions, as to floating orbs of light spread throughout the level, some of which follow you and help illuminate the path ahead. Well, that's cool, actually, pretty cool. If you're looking for something different, obviously. Something that's not action-y, but more relaxing. Hypno, or Imno, 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 Imno. My, my, might be what you're looking for and it's free so hey this one a point and click adventure and what's the name of the game good question uh, it's an oh okay okay oh it's called apocalypsis apocalypsis a point-and-click adventure game with giant fish, musical instruments, <laughs> made of human bones, and a young boy with long fingers. And yeah, that's the DRM free version, the one on GOG. And the one on GOG is called the Wormwood Edition. Bundles the game with its story, DLC, One Night in the Woods, and an art book. Okay, you got some cool goodies there. And it also has the soundtrack. Was made by Polish metal band Behemoth. And lead singer Ner Nurgle? Nurgle nar narrates the game. <sighs> okay. So the game by itself, at least on Steam, is 7 bucks. And I guess on GOG is close to that. To that. Oh, oh, it's the same freaking price. Has to be. Okay, yeah. And that's it. If you're looking for a creepy point-and-click adventure, Apocalypse might be something you might be interested in. And the art style is actually different and kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Next one is what's the name of it? Zoe. Zoe. The animator is your enemy in a shooting up called Zoe. As the brush-wielding maniac is intent on creating enemies and bullets to destroy you. You be in a gun-toting triangle? Okay. As a floating paintbrush pepper screen with bullets? 
<laughs> you have to run and jump and fly around the screen. Okay. It's an endless platforming... Well, some... I guess shoot up or something? Has a, a nice color color palette, fluid animation, and pretty confusing system for restoring your own health and energy. While you're avoiding bullets and shooting them down with your own projectiles, you have to remember to ground pound, color dots on the floor, releasing power-ups that will replenish your ability to fly, as well as your health. And what else? It's an arcade style shooting up, yeah. I, sh I cannot guess it was that. Oh, okay, you can download the current version of Zoe where? In, oh, in Ichio. Ichio. You can download the current version of Zoe in itch.io or Ichio, I think that's how some call it, yeah. So, I guess you can call this the pod- <coughs> Oh, God, no, why? So, call this the podcast of the free games because I'm going to talk about another free game in a quick moment. Call Bulk Buck in Bullsack and looks like a po point and kick adventure game and it is an adventure game I knew it <laughs> it has a nice arc and animation and a cool script Edgar Bok Bok in Bullsack what a weird name for a game but might be interesting so it puts you in the hole of an inventor type living on the edge of a coin village he's basically oh come on seriously wallace or wallace and gromit but with a trusty pet chicken instead of a dog and lives in a version of the french countryside okay what else uh, the controls have a nice change from the point and clicking you control the inventor shop directly, solving a handful of puzzles during your search for a replacement farming something machinery, I guess. <sighs> oh, it's a demo. Okay, it's a demo. Okay. Well, it's a demo, but hey, something is better for nothing. Hey. And I'm curious to play it, and I might play it one of these days. Oh, it's on Game Jolt. Hey. So if you're interested, you can check out the demo on Gangeld. It's called Edgar Bok Bok in Bolsack. Bo Again, what a weird name. <sighs> okay. I think I have like two music stories per se. Not a lot, but hey, something is better than nothing, honestly. So, this one. Yellow Biafra. Crass. Propaganda in Punks Against Sweatshops Film. Yes. It's called, their parallel organization called Punk Ethics. And they started a new campaign called Punks Against Sweatshops. The idea of the campaign is to get bands to pledge to, so, use fair labor made teachers instead of brands that use sweatshops and other unjust labor practices in production. So, I guess more handmade, local stuff, not not things made on sweatshops my guess and they already released the film just so you know it's called punks against sweatshops okay the bands are not part of their organization the organization is something apart from that but the bands are part of interviews that are in the film and the was the bands that were interviewed interviewed not only bands but also I guess a singer or artist. Jello Biafra, crass propaganda. They appear in the film. 
All at alternative tentacles t-shirts are made in the US. All steep ignorant t-shirts are made in England. The crass entity does not produce t-shirts at all. And all propaganda t-shirts are made in fair, la 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 sorry, fair labor environments. Yes. And the documentary is already out in case you're interested in, well, seeing it, but they don't say where you can see it, so that's kind of a bummer, honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah, great, another reboot, why? Because Hollywood is really running out of ideas. Honey, I shrunk the kids, reboot. Ah, uh, it's supposedly in the works with Josh Gad to start, so he's going to play the dad, I, that's my guess. No one can replace Rick Moranis, he was great in the role. <laughs> yeah, he was great in the role. Yeah. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Kiss was released in 1989. Wow, that was a long, long time ago. I didn't know that movie was that old, but hey, so yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids star Moranis as a mad scientist working on a top-secret shrinking machine who accidentally saps his own kids, reduces them to, well, super small size or miniature size, yes. And it did really well when it premiered a long, long time ago. And there was a sequel called Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And again, Moranis reprised his role as the scientist slash dad. And did okay, not that great, but hey. And they did another one called Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. And that was a direct-to-video movie. Moranis was the only returning character in that one. Now Disney wants to do a freaking remake of that one with Josh Cat as Nick Salinsky. Oh, he's going to play the son? What? The son? But the son in the original was really, really, really young. Not that I remember, yeah. I remember the the son was really young, so I guess now the son will be an adult? Something? Yeah, I guess. Okay, and truly following in his father's footsteps and apparently learning nothing from his dad's mistakes, the now-grown scientist Nick will shrink his own kids. We know how he looked when he was older. And it would be like uncanny poly, I guess. He was skinny and all of a sudden he's, I don't know, I don't know, t taller? I don't know if, 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 or taller or older all of a sudden. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll wait for a, a trailer like always and then give my opinion and see if this actually looks good or not. They're looking for a director. Yeah, okay, so the original that won't be on the reboot. But the one who will be, will be the son. That will be weird, especially for people who have not seen the original movie. So in case you haven't seen the original Honey, I Strunk the Kids, please watch it. It's actually pretty fun. And there was a Disney attraction a long, long time ago based on the movie. Yeah, and it was like a recreation of the, I think it was the 
Oh my god, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Okay, it was a recreation of a part of the film. Yes, now that I remember. Uh, that was a long, long time ago. My guess, that doesn't exist anymore. But there must be like videos online or... I don't know, maybe? But you, I think you can still... Yeah, you can still buy the film. Derp, obviously. And if you're interested in the sequels, you can stream it or buy it. Depending on how much you like the original. That's it. So, yep. Oh, this is a sad story. Legendary actress Doris Day passed away. And that was... Yeah, that happened four days ago. Yes. Legendary actress and singer Doris Day started films including Pillow Talk and Alfred Hitchcock's, Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much. Died at the age of 97. So, wow, she was relatively close to 100 years. That was a long, long life. So, an icon of Hollywood's golden age. Day was born in 1922. She was a singer when she rose to popularity amongst World War II and Korean War servicemen. After the release of her hit 1945 song Sentimental Journey, she made her big screen debut in 1948 as a nightclub singer in the romantic comedy Romance on the High Seas. Uh, what was the most recent thing she did? Well, okay, her final film with six, with six, you get Ed Roll in 1968 before appearing in her own sitcom, The Doris Day Show, until 1973. And after that, she retired from acting. She was an advocate for animal rights. She had the, the Doris Day Animal Foundation and lived a private life of her home in Carmel, California. Okay, so I guess that's that. I don't know much about this person, but the people who had watched the movies and all that stuff cut up. Uh, question, how are the movies? And I heard she was a great singer too. Yeah. A lot of people know more know Doris Day more because of the music, film, the acting, and other people both. My quick guess here, yes. So now another indie game, but this one is not free, and it's called Beep Beep. Yes, you play a cuboid on a planet filled with evil cuboid grunts. The game begins with a cutscene of your spaceship crashing on Cubetopia. Okay. And some cubic jerks built for your ship, leaving you its bold pilot to explore the land in an effort to get it back. Oh! So you play as a ball, and your enemies are cubes with legs and arms and faces. And this expression that I'm seeing in this screenshot looks like when an enemy spots you in Metal Gear, like, oh! Like an exclam exclamation, that's the word. An exclamation, that's, yeah. Now, here comes like three music stories and one is about Wookstock. I did not know that they were going to do another Wookstock. I think the last one I, I heard that happened was in 1999. A long, long, long time ago, actually. My guess, why are they doing this? 
now and what types of artists are they are going to perform my quick guess a lot of mainstream artists because what else so here we go first and foremost oh yeah first i have this <laughs> it's a it's a movie a story or whatever it's kind of funny <laughs> seriously i don't know why this mistake happened but i found it funny so a movie theater mistook La Llorona for Detected Pikachu. <laughs> Traumatizing children. <laughs> Imagine a lot of small kids like, Oh my god, I want to I want to see Pikachu. And all of a sudden, a horror movie. And I guess there were a lot of complaints from angry parents. Like, why are you showing this? My poor kid is crying. Why? <laughs> oh God. Okay, so a movie theater. Oh my God, this was this was in Canada. Canada, Canada. Yes, a movie theater in Montreal, Quebec. Make the awful mistake. They switched the course of La Llorona with Detective Pikachu. Traumatizing the audience full of young children. <laughs> oh my God. Ay 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 ay. Yeah, a lot of people. Some have like Detective Pikachu, others are like mixed on it, and others really hate it for some reason. I haven't seen it, I'm watching it next week, and guess I'll tell you my opinions. I have no clue why. Oh, well, I still have my blog. I, I, could, I could write about it there, I guess. Yes. <coughs> the film is canon with the show as Japanese actress Ikue Otani returns to voice Pikachu. Okay. The Course of La Llorona is an R-rated horror film in the culture in the universe. Yeah. Based on the folk legend throughout South and Central America. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. That's extremely ironic. Ay, 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 ay. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but oh god, oh oh my god, like a few seconds of me laughing. Sorry about that, but no. <laughs> no, the person is like, no, it's Chucky. Oh no. <laughs> so little kids have to watch the trailer for the Chucky movie. Wow. Okay, it's the Chucky reboot, but whatever. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so what happened with the theater? They realized their mistake and moved the audience to a new theater. Not before some children in the audience have started crying. Oh, God. I knew it. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the audience was moved to a new theater, Detective Pikachu was paused on the screen mid-movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen again, but I'm sorry. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be actually pretty funny if it happened somewhere else, but with another movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I'll, I'll stop it. I'm stopping it here. Yeah. Oh, I think that theater might have been in a really, really, really big problem because of that. But seems like, no. Well, good luck in future screenings, actually. I have to say that. Wow. 
Well, I did mention I was going to talk about a lot of free games. Well, this one is actually a full game, but I my guess is really, really short. And it's called Spec Duck Duck Duckle Duckle. It's Spec Duck T A K L. And they're comparing it to Silent Hill for the Room. I have never played that. I have only played parts of Silent Hill 1 and parts of Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Oh god. Sorry, wait. So, the game I, I just mentioned, Spec Duck T A K L. Ay, ay, ay. It's a first person room, room, room them up where you're trapped inside an apartment as freaky things keep happening around you. Things like cryptic videotapes appearing through the letterbox, items shuffling around where you're not looking, and piles of blood. Oh, goody! You're in a haunted apartment? Oh no, why? What else happens? And there's a nice blend of atmosphere, scares, and adventure game style item puzzles. Presenting creator somewhat latest a game inspiring part by the films of david cronenberg and the focal point of the game is the tv set which plays all u.s propaganda films and other a really really old footage on a loop you're being shown a film with about the dangers of <laughs> what You're being shown a film about the dangers of masturbation or a taste show in locations inside the apartment. The super low resolution is effective at obscuring the 3D models and drenching the apartment in a grim environment. That's my guess. Hi, and where can you get this one? Oh, in itch.io or itch.io. So it's spec duck takao? I guess, or spec that T A K L, like I mentioned. But yeah, you can find that on itch.io in you're interested in a free horror game. That could be interesting. Okay, now, like I mentioned, the three music stories I actually found kind of interesting. Among them, the one I mentioned about Wookstock. Wookstock, yes. Guns and Roses, wear suit, Guns and Roses beer, yes. Canarchy Craft Brewery Collectives Oscar Blues Brewery located in Colorado makes a beer called Guns and Rose. Oh great. And it's similar to the name of the band Guns and Roses. The conflict began when Oscar Osclar Osclar Blues Brewery attempted to register a trademark for the Guns N' Roses name. Oh god no. <laughs> And the band obviously is more famous from the beer. That's my guess. And yeah, that tip of the band of the name beer. Axel and again sent a seaside disease to the brewery. Since the threat of litigation was not threatening enough to the brewery. And they replied that they will continue to sell the brew through March 2020. So Guns N' Roses filed a trademark infringement suit against the brewery. They're asking for damages and an order preventing the brewery from making the Guns N' Roses beer. Oy vey. I'm pretty sure, especially if they're a small brewery, that they may get in real, real trouble. And might have to pay a lot of money, especially if they lose. I don't know what's going to happen, so, so far, that's it. A brewery is getting sued because of um, beer called Guns N' Roses. Bummer. If you're a fan of a band called Tool, 
Jazz Tool, they are releasing new music in August of this year, finally. So yeah, Tool will release a new album on August 30. They ha they haven't well mentioned the name of the album. It's their first album in 14 years. So yeah, they've been playing two new songs live, Descending and Invincible, and I guess that's that. Kind of a bummer. Why does something tell me that this bookstock that they want to make won't happen finally because of the losses and all the super problems that they had had along the way? I don't know. I have like a feeling that might not happen. Could be completely wrong, but if the lineup of this bookstock is really, really like pretty much only mainstream music, I don't see the point in going. Support independent bands too, please. So, here we go. So, Bookstock LC filed a suit against ex-investor Dentsu for claiming the event was cancelled and withdrawing 70 million in investment funds? Oh my god! As part of the complaint, Bookstock LC requested a restraining order be issued against Tensu, preventing the Japanese company from commenting on the issue to the media or making other remarks. Today, the TRO was granted pending a hearing on Monday, which will be for a preliminary injunction. Wow, the court will determine if the terms of the GATT order should be extended. And this was posted. Wow! A while ago, actually. Under that order, Dentsu shall cease all communications relating to the festival, including with the media and festival stakeholders, including state and country officials, venue operators, local vendors, community representation, representatives, sorry, insurers, producers, and talent agencies and performers. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't care about this at all, especially if they know what the lime up is and all that stuff. But yeah, it's a bit like drama. This Lux Music story, in my opinion, is actually pretty interesting. So, report shows that music sales peak in 1999, vinyl still a fraction of sales in 2019. Chart Charter Daily? A site that analyzes reports creates infographics out of them. They review the latest RIAA reports and digested that into a graphic. Shows the history of format sales over the past 30 years. 1999 was the big year for music sales in the US with a revenue of over 21 billion. Napster did have a mark effect on album sales. Since Napster filed sharing, download, streaming have caught into the sales of physical media. That's true, yes. Sales have rebounded since 2015. But how much? I don't know. Vinyl is a fraction of music sales. Only 5%? Wow, only 5%. My quick guess at the majority of the, mu of the revenue is album sales. No, tours and merch tours and merch that's my quick guess tours and merch is the majority of the revenue but for the artists for the labels my guess yeah for the labels has to be album sales yeah now i'm talking about a kickstarter game yeah it's called great artists steal yes and it's hand run which is actually pretty cool yes 
a hand-drawn platformer which stages full of reproductions of famous paintings, all of them created by Glasgow-based artist Scribble Scribble. Yes, as a tiny tip, a human-shaped doodle you'll have to lick from frame to frame, avoiding enemies and loose paintings. <coughs> Sorry. All in an effort to steal a masterpiece. The entire game has been drawn with a fine liner pen, with scribble drawing them on, on car and then on a card, I guess, sending them to developer handprint, at which point they're scanned and strung together in Photoshop before being put in the game. Wow, interesting. So, what else can I tell you about the game? More than 200 frames of animation were used to create the player character's actions just in the trailer. What? The game is in development and they have a Kickstarter in case you're interested and it's called Great Artist Steel. And it's close to hitting 50% of the goal. Okay, there are two enemy types, rep enemies, which will pop into existence and attack with ranged weapons, while blue enemies patrol the paintings and use melee attacks if they spot you. Paintings can fall off the wall if they're perched on a nail and will start to wobble when you land on them. What else? You can wall jump, slide down frames and use your pen to fight if you encounter any trouble. Sounds interesting especially because every painting is hand drawn. And I, I don't remember if I mentioned yeah. Okay, so like I mentioned, the game is on Kickstarter in case you're interested in pledging or at least checking out the trailer. Yeah. And last story. It's about a game called Signs of the So 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 Journer So Journer So Journer. It's a deck building game. Yes. Well, normally they give you cards that represent weapons or spells or a big orc who wants to <laughs> smash your head. <clears throat> Sometimes you get a feel your deck is your arsenal. So in Signs of the Sojourner, you must use cards to forge connections with people and develop your personality. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually whoever came up with the idea. Thumbs up, that's actually pretty cool. And it would be a game I would be interested in playing. It's a narrative card game where battles are replaced by conversations where the goal isn't to win. You and the person you're talking to put down cards in an effort to match symbols that reflect personality traits. If the conversation goes well, you can swap one of your cards for a new one, a trait you learn, making it easier to connect with other people. Ah, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. I think this is really, 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 really cool. And... They don't mention if there's a release date or anything, which I found weird, really weird. And it's called Signs of the Sojourner. Yes. Oh, wait. There's a free alpha build. You have to join the developer's Echo Docs Discord channel. Okay. The full game is out this year. And what else? There are more advanced cars that can duplicate other cars. You can go out of your way to make friends and appease people. Your deck has limited space. You can choose to develop your character any way you want. Mean you will get along with some people, but with others, maybe not. And there's a trailer on YouTube in case you're interested. And it's called Signs of the Sojourner Announcement Trailer. I think, like I mentioned before, so yeah, it's actually pretty interesting concept. And I would be really, really curious about playing that. And like always, finally, is releases. First and foremost, movies. So, oh, where's movies? 
Oops. Where am I? Yes? Yes. So, this week... Funny thing, Brightburn was already released here in Latin America. And it doesn't release on the US until next week. Weird. I don't know why. Different release schedules, I guess. So, the movies that did release there were... John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, A Duck's Journey, The Sun is Also a Star, The Souvenir, and Dead Tomorrow Man. And next week, the Aladdin remake? Remake, yes. Brightburn, Booksmart, and at the end of the month, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Rocketman, Ma, and Domino. Now to gaming. We're on May. Yes? Yes. Okay, anything interesting? Now. No. No, I'm not seeing it. Oh, well. Oxygen not included for Windows, Mac, and Linux. And one called Pix. Pix Arc for Windows, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One is a sandbox game. And I guess I could mention some of the games of next month. Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel, Blockstain, Ritual of the Night, Persona Q Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth, but that's for the 3DS. Heavy Rain for Windows, but that will be on the Epic Store. Well, and yeah, I think that's it. Now, like always, Album releases! Yes, yes, yes. Anything interesting? Let's see. Oh, coming soon. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. What's the albums that will be releasing? Well, soon. Today, Carly Rae Jepsen dedicated Interpol a fine mess, but that's an EP, not an album. Motionless in white disguise. Ramsteam doesn't have a name, seriously. The National, I am easy to find. A band called Zombie? Banta, but it's an EP. Next week, Best Coast Escape from New York. Members of Flashbook Zombies Pro and the Under Achievers? Oh, it's called Beast Coast. Beast. Beast Coast. Beast Coast. Sorry. Oh, so it's a supergroup. Yeah. Kate LeBon, Reward, Flying Lotus, Flamagra, Honey Blood in Plain Sight, uh, Justin Towns Earl, The Saint of Those Causes, Morrissey, California Sun, oh, it's a cover album. Yeah. Sebado, At Surprise, Black Mountain, Destroyer. And at the end of the month, Jay Robbins, Unbecoming, his first solo album, the ex singer of Jobox, and I think he's been in other. Bands, if I'm not wrong. What else? Sarah Dabachi, Pale Bloom, Sin Canet, De Pace, 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 Skepta, Inner Ignorance is Please. And that's that for album releases. My god, this was longer than I thought. So, yeah. To anyone who actually will listen to the podcast, hope you enjoy it. Like always, have a great month. And till next time, this was Charles Lash, We're Musician. Bye for now.